everybody, we're back. Hi. Woo! It's been. It's been a month. It's been a month. Um, it's been. I'd a... say we we're sorry, but we're month. not sorry because we went on our fucking honeymoon. So yeah. it's been. Be over jealous. Elise and I. Alex stayed here. I yeah. stayed here. I stayed here and watched their cats. That's true. Contrary to popular beliefs on the internet and conspiracy theories, we're not in a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> I just live in their basement. <laughs> Literally, you do. It's not weird. Stop making it weird. <laughs> anyway. Hi, everybody. Hi. We're so, some nerds. This is our podcast. This is, if, if this is your first time listening, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> um, that was a weird introduction. Yeah, that was a very strange introduction. Yeah. Uh, so it's been over a month yes. since yes. we uploaded a video. We've missed the whole month Podcast. of July. Sorry. The video. It's been video. way longer since we've uploaded a video. <laughs> As in, I've never uploaded a video. What, you've never uploaded a video? Oh, probably at some point ah. for like a project or something. Mm. But but there's a lot that's happened in the over a month since we've been uh, gone. We went to Europe. You went to Europe. Um, and we got there just before everything started burning down. Is things burning down now? With, I don't know, Boris Johnson. Oh, well. <laughs> also, like, the heat wave. The boy king of England. <laughs> the heat wave got, like, way worse. And now there's, like, all these pictures of, of stairs, like, literally melting in London. Yeah. And we're like, haha, that's funny. It was only, like, 85 degrees when we were there. Um, and then we came back home. And it was, like, right when the uh, heat wave here was breaking. Yeah. So you're welcome, everyone that lives in Virginia. <laughs> we uh, brought the cold air back with us. From Iceland. Yeah. I'm sorry. We have to talk like real quick because of our Instagram worthy that we did not Instagram at all vacation. Um, so we went to, thing. I did. I did the Instagram one thing, which was a selfie that Nicholas took with his horse because we went horseback riding in Iceland. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Be jealous. And uh, Nick... <laughs> Because he's like fucking Dr. Doolittle <laughs> or a Disney princess. I don't know what this shit is, but he was able to get a selfie with his horse, and it is like the best picture ever. The horse took the selfie. It was really I know, yeah, yeah. It was very impressive. Um, but but yeah, we went to we went to Paris, we went to England, and we went to London and Stratford upon Avon and Portsmouth. Then we went to Scotland and tramped around the Highlands. And then we went to Iceland for five days. So, you know, die mad about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounded really shitty, but eh, I don't care. You don't care. Anyway. And before before you even left, but after we recorded our last podcast. Oh, things that are, like, actually important. Uh, I had a birthday. Yay, birthday. Happy birthday. I Yay. turned 26. And... God, you're so young. <laughs> uh. I turned 16. No. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I turned, pie hole. I turned 26, and if you do know me, this is old news at this point. If you don't know me, then you don't care, but I came out as trans on the internet for everybody, Woo. so I'm going to be using she, her pronouns from henceforth, and you can still call me Alex, though, Alexandra, for if you want to be formal, but that's, that's my big announcement. That's why, like, the last few episodes, we've been, like, trying, exclusively referring to Alex the by Alex, and, like... The last year, because yeah. yeah. you well, have both known. Well, so, well, since yeah, the whole the, the, yeah. yeah this this year, yeah. 2019, mm -hmm. we have known for this entire this year. This entire year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's where we're at now. Hello, everybody. Um, so we've got we've got things to talk about, right? We've done things other than our our trip. At least uh, I have. I 
in my spending my time here and watching your cats. <laughs> and also watching our YouTube. And watching your YouTube, yes. Have you been seeing things that, uh, nothing, has it been recommending? Nothing like... out of the ordinary. Okay. It, yeah. the, the only the reason that I figured it out was I saw videos that had been watched that I knew I hadn't watched yet. Okay. So, Which so is fine, because we, I mean, we use our YouTube. Yeah. And like our Hulu and, and take care of our cat, like yeah. like give our cats some company. I so did, it was I totally did. Fine. I gave them company while watching videos about out of trains. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alexandra also has autism. I do not have Sorry. autism. <laughs> Never been diagnosed with autism. Um, I really need to stop making those jokes. I'm sorry. They're they're inappropriate and offensive, and I apologize to everyone involved. But um, I have watched way too much anime over the past month, uh, and so. Yeah, uh, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with that, or do we want to start with what you guys have been up to? Um, I, my, Other than my stuff is probably pretty quick. At least, do you, do you have anything you want to talk about this week? Um, I don't know. We, not really. I can, like, filter my stuff in organically, maybe. Um, I watched some... That doesn't sound like us. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like us at all. Um, well, neither does keeping everything in, like, a list and organized and ordered sound like we've us. Done we've, we've done, done that. We've done that, like, and twice. And those are our more successful episodes. That's maybe. That is true. Um, um, sorry, I'm like still eating dinner, and so you can hear like clanking of dishes in the background, and I apologize. Nah. Um, I don't know. I saw the first episode of the new season of Stranger Things. Oh yeah. Um, which is good. Has everyone here seen the first episode? At least I, I haven't seen. You haven't. No. Okay. So we can wait to talk about that. Yeah, I haven't finished it either. Like okay. I've got two more. Episodes oh, to go. there's a thing. Oh, that happens you... in like the last five minutes of the f- last episode. I think she means yeah. Of the first episode. The first, no, I've yeah. I've I've watched the first like six episodes. Oh okay. I haven't watched the last two episodes. Okay. Yeah. Did That's... I talk about Good Omens last time or no? Uh, because I finished that I before don't... we went for Europe. I don't think we did because we were planning on watching it like Nick and I. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and. We still have to watch it because you've only okay. been back from Europe for like a week. Yeah. yeah. You spent that first week like recovering from the plague. Oh my God. So, um, I did have the plague. I mean, we can talk plague. to everybody about Europe, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just did, though. You kind of went through your itinerary. You, yeah. Oh, well, you didn't. You didn't talk about like what you did in the different places, like the the punk museum in Iceland. The punk museum was pretty great. <laughs> um, why don't you tell your favorite story about the punk museum? Which one? The Icelandic favorite fun- one. Icelandic fun bucks. Oh, yeah. Two different uh, employees at the uh, punk museum at separate occasions referred to Icelandic currency as Icelandic fun bucks. Which, which is funny, but is even more funny if you are with, in on the joke. With our D&D campaign, yeah. <laughs> where we are in an XP for Iceland. Yeah. Where we use fun bucks. Where we use fun yeah, bucks. I demanded that we call the currency fun bucks. And we did and for a we while, went, and then our DM the decided, like, like, oh no, it's just platinum now, but we all just kept calling it fun bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is one of those things where, like, with our willpower, we've just kind of caused the change in the world. Yes. It happens. No, I agree. I don't know. Um... Oh, we went to several locations from Game of Thrones. This is kind of, like, tied into our our podcast. Um, We saw a lot of places that uh, we saw in season six. I can't remember if it's five or six. Um, But one of the bad seasons, not one of the good seasons. Um, Sansa teams up with Littlefinger, which is a great idea. And they go through... They're traveling through this place to get to the to get to the Vale, get to the Eerie Vale. I don't know. 
wherever the place is with Robin Aaron, who like at that point it was before he got hot, and it was when he was still sucking on his mom's teeth. I'm sorry, but that's the only way to explain it. And um, so anyway, they went to the errands where the errands lived, and they were going through the pass, and so we actually got to see the pass that was in Thingvlir. Mm. Um, we got to see Kirkshavel, which is the most photographed mountain in Iceland, um, which is featured in Beyond the Wall. It is part of the, like, the north, where the wildlings live, but not the north where the Starks live. Um, we got to see Gilfloss, which is featured in Season 8, um, where Danny and... Um, I don't care about spoiling yeah, this because we're, we're Adam, <laughs> Adam the uh, our our tour guide, our tour guide uh, spoiled this part for us <laughs> or for everybody that was in the car, and he was like, "Yeah, if you go to Gilfloss, the place where Danny and um, John Snow, John Snow go on their romantic carpet, I mean dragon ride, uh, they end at a really big ass waterfall, and so we got to see that big ass waterfall." It and it was funny because, like, places of it were closed off because I can only assume there, there were places that were closed off because they were trying to let the the natural vegetation, like, regrow there. Um, and so I can only assume that that natural vegetation got trampled because Instagrammers were trying to take the, the same, like, picture and the same pose that they use in season eight. And um, Iceland is very territorial about its territory. Um, and so, like, if there's any part that, like, is getting ruined by too many tourists, they'll just shut it down. Like, they don't give a fuck about your, they don't need your money. Mm -hmm. Like, that is, like, Iceland makes it very clear. Like, we are a wealthy fucking nation who has almost no income inequality. We do not need your shit. And we, we don't care if tourism ends. In fact, a lot of us would be happy about it. And so, and so because of that, it's like... They, they, yeah, they, they will just close down, like, hiking trails, areas, whole, like, islands. They don't give a shit. Don't fucking go there. <laughs> don't go there with your selfie stick. They'll fuck you up. They'll send, like, a, a you know, Brigade predatory puffin at you. <laughs> ah, well. And, like, the Arctic turns that tried to kill our car. Oh, my God. Those turns had a death wish. The, <laughs> the what? The turns. Arctic turns. Arctic oh, turns. They're, oh, like, okay. of these birds, and they would oh, just okay. dive bomb your car. Um, and they're like, we're in danger. Try to stop <laughs> us. <laughs> we'll fuck your shit up. It was so, <laughs> so It was so sad. It was because so they were sad. Like, it was like seeing squirrels or something on the side of the road here, but mm -hmm. they were just, like, endangered, endangered birds. birds. Dead on the side of the is road. It, is it illegal to kill one? I, I assume so, but so it's like... are they, like, trying to... Are they, like, funds makers for the, the government? Where it's like, if we get run over by a car, then they're going to have to pay a fine. <laughs> it's, it was uh, it was very sad, though. Yeah. And I was, like, driving well Oh, my God, I think Nick limit. was, like, almost crying. I was fairly traumatized. <laughs> it was really bad. It was really not cool. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was our that was our trip. That was uh, that was just Iceland. Yeah. We we went to a lot of places. But some of the news that's fit. Some to of print. the news. Some of the news. Um, Alex, you watched a lot of anime. Let's I watched about, a lot of let's anime. Talk about anime. Yeah. So I understand it's from China. Um, it it's it's Japan. We're getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Here's your fucking ring back. <laughs> 
it is it is actually Afghanistan animation. Afghanistan animation. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Chippo. Exactly. Um no, so so one of the things that I watched, let's 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 see if I can try to remember what order I watched them in, but that's not really a good thing to do. So let's just do it in whatever I can come to first. Okay. Okay. The first one is not actually anime, and it was She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. She-Ra. I hear that's actually good, according to Renegade Cut. Renegade Cut did release a video today about that, and the yes. title of it is She-Ra is actually good. It is, and it, it, did you watch that video? No. 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 We haven't seen She-Ra yet, so we didn't want it to. I w- we were for we were afraid of spoilers. I do recommend it. Okay. I actually do recommend it. Um, it is super gay, and I love it. Um, and you would <laughs> fucking lesbian. I mean, I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. The um, the thing the thing that kind of comes down to it, like this isn't really in spoilers territory because it's just like the first episode. Mm-hmm. They're all lesbians. Yes. Well, I know. kind of, but that's that's not what I was going to talk about. It's um. <laughs> It does a lot to try to humanize the like enemies. Yeah. Where it's like the um the the what is it? The horde. Uh it like that's where Adora starts off. And it kind of goes and plays a lot with like like, like Renegade Cut talks about this, but like what good parenting is versus what bad parenting is. Mm. And how like this this uh witch that like raised her is like a classic example of what a bad parent is. Mm. Um it also features a horse um that is a fucking anarchist. Cool. And is like trying to dismantle what he refers to as unjust hierarchies. <laughs> like no, literally. Of course it's a straight male. <laughs> I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's straight male anarchist. I don't know if he's straight, but <laughs> we're gonna assume it's She-Ra. <laughs> oh, but in any case, um, but you have to say for yourself. Could you speak for all straight men right now? I don't think they want me to speak for them. I feel like uh, I feel like we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. We went to the convention. I was thrown out. Uh, football is trash. <laughs> um, Both American and European. I'm just yeah. Kidding. Uh, Chuck Norris jokes were only funny when it was Vin Diesel jokes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I was I, thinking specifically a straight male anarchist. Oh, uh, okay. Because I just... Football I feel trash. like that is like a, a, a persona on the internet. Yeah. You know, that is that is the thing. Mm-hmm. And they're always BDSM doms, too. They're like, no authority except for the authority that I exert over you in the bedroom. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Is is this getting too personal? Do we have to cut this? Or... You need to like just go back and like edit that out. Just, I feel like we just need to edit out all of what Elisa said this entire episode. I feel like it's all like really offensive and just to everyone. Just everybody. No, there's like nobody that I haven't offended yet. It's really not cool. Got got any good Polish jokes for us? Like. Where are we going with this? I'm just a terrible person. <laughs> just let me be terrible. Uh, all right. But yeah, so I watched I watched through that and I was able to get through that in a few days and mm. I actually really liked it. For for a kids show, it's it's really good. And uh, for an adult show, it's really good. It it very much reminds me of Steven Universe in like the yeah. art style. Yeah, I uh, still need to get caught up on that too. I've not actually watched Steven Universe, so I'm not sure how oh, it is in terms should. of the content. But in terms of the art style, it definitely reminds me of it. Although it's not made by the same people, yeah. so like, yeah. you know, it's it's just kind of 
inspired. It's its own thing, yeah. Uh, it is a lot... It is seemingly inspired a lot by Sailor Moon, in that, like, the... That's that's something that, like, the creator references themselves. Yeah. And also the, um, the way the episodes are usually structured. But it is... Just go watch it. Just, like, if that sounds like something you'd like, check it out. Cool. Something else that I checked out that um, I also recommend for you guys, especially you, Elise, okay. um, is something called... Uh, oh, God, what's it called? Flying Witch. It's, a, it's an anime where nothing happens, but everything is all, it's just fluffy and fun. Um, but, yeah, so so imagine, imagine, if you will, the following. Uh... Imagine the scenario from Kiki's Delivery Service. Okay. Set in modern Japan, in, like, the north of Japan. So it's, like, the, the rural kind of cold place. Okay. Um, not Hokkaido, but, like, northern Honshu. And the witch is not, like, 12, but, like, 17. Okay. And that's that's kind of what you get. And it's basically her kind of... The, this, uh, this young witch goes to live with her cousins as part of her witch training, which is, again, a tradition, like in Kiki's Delivery Service, to go off on your own when you, you know, become a page. And uh, the whole the whole series is, there's, like, no antagonists, there's no plot, there's no overarching, like, story. It's just, like, a series of events that happen, and everything always turns out okay, and there's very little tension, but it's not boring in the way because everything is just like calming and relaxing. It's very much the kind of series that you'd want to watch if you've been having a shitty day and you just need something to kind of calm you down and relax Ooh. over. And I definitely appreciate that. That's one of the things I like Nichiju about is that it, it will make me laugh, Nichiju will. This will more just kind of calm me down. Okay. And so that's that's what I appreciate for and unfortunately, it's only a single season, so it's only like twelve episodes. Um, but it is it is something that I would definitely be wanting to see more of. Okay. Um, I think that's like a genre. It is a genre, and I forget like the specific name for it. Yeah, it's something in Japanese. Yeah. But there is there is like a genre for for shows like that where it's like healing anime is what it yeah. kind of translates to, um, or healing show. And so I, I sought out more of those. Like I looked on the the Wiki, the, uh, the TV tropes page for that, mm-hmm. and I saw one that was like intriguing question uh-huh. mark um, called "Sound of the Sky." Okay. Um, this one, this one, I'm a bit mixed on. Uh-huh. This is the one I saw most recently, so it's the one that's most recently in my mind. So I haven't really thought it through yet, but it is. Trying to do that concept with school-age girls in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see your faces. <laughs> but basically- For those of you at home, we made very unpleasant faces. Yeah. You could imagine. So, Concerned unpleasantness. So that, that on its own is kind of weird. It's the post-apocalyptic military of like like the far future after some war devastated the earth and humans still can't keep fighting each other but peace has just broken out and so like there's no fighting going on and it's on the very far edge of the empire or the the, the republic of Hel- of Helvetia is what it's called uh, it's kind of roughly based on like Switzerland 
Okay. Uh, and they've just fe- finished a war with Rome, and there's a peace treaty, and everyone has like World War Two era equipment for some reason. It's mm-hmm. like a like a bunch of different time periods all kind of mished together. Okay. Set in the far future, and there's like a futuristic sci-fi spider tank that they have in like this this fort. Realistic ancient Japan. <laughs> yes. Um. So anyway, that was a callback. Yeah. Giant crab enemy, but um, but no, it actually is really good despite all that. Like it has, it has some moments where it gets kind of cringy with because like, like the uniforms that they're wearing are like World War Two German uniforms. Mm, that's unfortunate. That is very unfortunate. But if you overlook that and just think of them as like Swiss uniforms, <laughs> if you just ignore the Nazi imagery. It's fine. It's that great show. Just you know, they're, with they're, Nazis. They're putting on the Reich, but the, uh, <laughs> but the um, regardless of that. I mean, I watched um, fucking what what was that show? Hentalia. Hentalia, Hentalia. Once upon a time. Yeah. So I shouldn't judge. So it's if I were in their position, I would have chosen different uniforms. But art design for that aside. It you it's more about trying to avoid any conflict and avoid war and trying to bring about peace mm-hmm. and trying to keep like basically the the new girl joined the military because she wanted to play the bugle like she heard she heard someone playing a trumpet and it's like I want to play the trumpet I'm going to join the military because they can teach me how to play the trumpet it's the exact thing that we have today where it's like I want to go to trade school. I want to go to college, so I'm going to join the military so I can go to college. Mm. It's that same kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, she ends up getting put in, like, this far, far north, like, town that's based off of, like, a small town in Spain, actually. It's, huh. it's kind of just all over the place. Um, but is put in, like, a all, like, like a, the minimum squad size is five because that's the number of people that can run the tank. Um, but the tank doesn't work. Like, the tank is broken. And so, like, there's no real use for them there. They're just kind of sent there for no reason. And they have, like, little adventures in the town. Mm-hmm. And they help people. And they discover the true meaning of Christmas or whatever. But <laughs> it, it, it's actually not that bad. Like, like despite the, the Nazi uniforms, it's not all that bad. Usually, this is really weird. Mm-hmm. But I know there are apparently, there's apparently, like, a contingent of people who get their like their MFAs in like trumpet or flute or whatever and they can't find jobs in symphonies so then they end up getting recruited for the by the military mm-hmm. to play in like the navy band yeah yeah <laughs> and, like the like the army air force band or whatever anyway i i think that's kind of interesting there's a there's... they're like hey you couldn't make it out there in the symphony world We'll give you, we'll give you three squares a day and a place to sleep. And all the starving artists are like, that sounds nice, please, thank you. (laughs) There's a character in, um, what book is that? I think it's the uh, Cryptonomicon, uh, the Neil Stevenson novel, uh, who's, who's kind of like that. I can't remember what he, he plays something ridiculous. It's the thing that's like a xylophone, but it's not a xylophone. Mm -hmm. What is that? Like, uh the marimba no it's got a, like a really ridiculous name glockenspiel yes he plays the glockenspiel <laughs> fun fact most people think things are xylophones when they're really glockenspiels <laughs> glockenspiels are the ones with the metal and xylophones are technically the with the with the metal keys 
and the metal uh, tubes and xylophones are the ones with the wooden keys. Uh, what is a marimba? And metal tubes. I think a uh, marimba is wood with wood, but I could be wrong. Hmm. If, if that was a fun fact for you, write us an email. Sumnerds7email <laughs> at gmail.com. I'm sorry, what's that again? Sumnerds7email yeah. at gmail.com. Uh-huh. Um, I hate that I know this. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one. It's fine. Thank you. <laughs> I bet you're not the only one who knows it. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I thought you were like, you're not the only one that hates that you know this. I mean, I also Would I that. wake you up in the middle of the night and be like, hey, did you know Bach had <laughs> 17 children? All of them became, all of the men, which became composers in their own right. Yeah. I did like, not know that. Back to sleep. I, anyway. the, the only one that I know is PDQ Bach, who is the most important of them all. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of those hands. <laughs> What are your hands doing? What was that? <laughs> it looked like she was going to try to strangle him and then yeah. like threw them up in the air and contorted them. Yeah, that's 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 what happened. Yep. Anyway. That's what happens pretty much every time I mention PDQ Bach. <laughs> Who is this? What is this? It's PDQ Bach. I'll show oh you the book God. later. <laughs> anyway. It's, it's basically, for those of, who, those of you who aren't in the know... Uh, PDQ Bach. Okay, so Bach had a shit ton of kids. All of the boys grew up to be composers in their own right. All of which were like had very few of them had like their own names, and they most of them had like some amalgamation of letters and initials, and then the last name Bach. Mostly because they kind of wanted to like ride on the coattails of their father's success. And so in the twentieth century. There was a classical music parody writer named who went by the 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 pen name PDQ Bach, and so like there there's also like they had like a show on PBS where they would do and they had like a show that they took on the road that was like the PDQ Bach Orchestra and so they would like play traditional classical music and then also like put a bunch of jokes in there. Which, if that is something you're interested in, you should actually look up. Um, they're on Facebook, and they're hilarious. Uh, I'm really obsessed with them. I am looking for two-set violin. Um, two-set violin, which is two professional symphony players, uh, two professional violinists. And they put out, like, uh, once a week, they'll put out, like, a YouTube video or a Facebook video. And they just make a lot of jokes about classical music. And I don't know. They're, they're pretty fun. They go on tour. They play music. They make jokes. It's kind of in the same vein as BDQ Bach, but it's much better. <laughs> um, just because I think, like, I don't know. I feel like BDQ Bach goes for, like, really obvious jokes. And it's like, haha, yeah, I know. It's, he had a bunch of kids. Mozart was an asshole. It's like, we all know this. Anyway. <laughs> So, do you watch any other animes? I, I know you watched at least one because we watched one together, but I'll wait. That is true. Um, I think there were like two more I watched, but I can only remember one at the moment. Uh, maybe it'll come to me as we continue on. Um, but this one is called how to, how to fucking pronounce this? Uh, Angomwa or Angomoyes? It's the record of the Mongol invasion. Um, so the name the name comes from apparently an anagram that Nostradamus threw out. That translates to Mongolia, and it's about, like, the Mongols. But essentially, why they named it that, I have no idea. However, it is about the Mongol invasion of Japan, 
Um, the first season, it talks about the island, the Tsushima Island, uh, which was invaded over the course of uh, a week, over seven days. And it basically, uh, this is this is a show that I don't think either of you would really be too interested in. It's, got, it's like a war drama, but like historic fiction. Um, essentially, everything that is known historically about this, like everything in the historic record, like happens. So mm. like we know that the like lord of the family that owned this island, you know, led a cavalry charge against the Mongols that like inflicted certain number of casualties, but he was killed and the attack was routed on this day. On this day we know that this person um, you know, was going to do this and then they were stopped by their their superior. So like those are things that we know and those show up in it. But everything else is fiction. Um, so it, it it follows these exiles because they used to use Tsushima Island, which is like on the far. It's like between Korea and Japan, um, as a place to send all their like prisoners that that were exiled from mainland Japan. They send a bunch of them to the island with the idea of having them join the ranks to fight off this invasion. The idea being that if they die, nobody cares because they're convicted criminals. Uh, and one of them is this like this samurai that was meant that's disgraced, and he is kind of the main protagonist of it. And they're given, you know, the option of fighting for uh, them. And he kind of cobbles together this resistance, this try to use guerrilla warfare to basically slow them down because he's given a promise by one of the lords on the mainland um, that if you can hold out for seven days, we will come with 3,000 troops to reinforce you. And so he's like promising everyone in seven days, 3,000 troops will be coming. We have to hold out till then. And it follows the struggles they try and they try to hold off the island bit by bit, losing more and more land, more and more of the main characters start dying, and it ends very tragically. Mm. Um, but it is apparently like the beginning of like, like the, the manga series continues on after that because the Japanese do eventually, eventually invade the mainland. And while they are repulsed, it takes, you know, it takes like a month of battles or something like that for that to happen. And then that's when the storm, the famous storm that drives off them happens. So, yeah. So it is it is a historic story, um, it's historic fiction, and I really enjoyed it. I, and I know someone, um, our DM, would actually probably enjoy it. I yeah. mentioned it. Yeah. I mentioned it to him. I don't know if he actually got a chance to watch it. Um, but it is something that I found very interesting. And interesting to learn about that as well because it's like – one of the like like although people know about the Japanese attempt the the Mongolian invasion to attack Japan mm -hmm. like that time period is not really used as like a setting a whole lot in fiction yeah like they usually will focus on like the the Warring States period or just after um, or like the the Genki War which happened before this but like that kind of in between stage it's not really focused on a whole lot so I, I appreciated that all right um, so that's that's all I can really think of at the moment i'm pretty sure that there is in fact more but i i will let i will let you talk about what we tried okay. watching we did well we successfully watched we successfully it we watched successfully it. watched an episode <laughs> an episode and i and i want to continue watching it but okay. i feel like you know one episode was enough mm -hmm. for that sitting and that was um was it black heaven the legend of black heaven Legend of Black Heaven. Which we've mentioned on the podcast before. I know because I used a picture of the main character as like a thumbnail. <laughs> so but go ahead and, and tell us what you what your thoughts on this are. Um so it is about it, it is a 
it is a very early 2000s anime where they're like, oh, Evangelion and, and Cowboy Bebop were huge hits. Let's like try to do these like these kinds of shows that deconstruct their genres. Um, and so this is kind of a deconstruction of like a space opera, I guess. We haven't quite gotten to that ap- aspect of it. But I'm getting like like really big uh, Bill and Ted vibes where but it's like if Bill and Ted were middle-aged when they went on their excellent adventure mm. so it's this middle-aged as he puts it hapless salary man he says repeatedly in the first episode that's all he is uh kind of driving in that deconstruction of tropes by letting you know what trope they're going after mm-hmm. um who used to be in a rock and roll band and there are aliens looking for him is that right? Or mm-hmm. are they time travelers? I'm not sure. They're aliens. They're aliens. Okay. They're aliens who are looking for him because he is a, supposed to be like the chosen one who will save their space empire with his music. And that's basically all we've gotten so far. So I don't really know what else is happening in it, but yeah. It's apparently got like music provided by some famous guitarist from like the, that from like the eighties. Hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know who off the top of my head, like rock music from the eighties. I am, I don't know. I, I didn't see a name that I recognized in the credits, but I also wasn't really looking. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I'll see when we go through the next one. Yeah, but, uh, but this, this, like I think I mentioned before, this was one of the things that I could only watch on like that Bulgarian site that yeah, gave, yeah, me, gave me all the viruses. Gave me all the viruses. Mm-hmm. So like I haven't seen it in probably ten years now. And I really want to know if it actually stands up or if it was just me being in high school yeah. and being like, oh, hey, anime, I've only seen a few anime. of that. So There is that golden moment when you're like 14 or 15 and mm-hmm. like every anime that you see is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then like you kind of grow up and it's like, so those things are kind of shit. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, so it'll be fun to see if that's true or if it's shit. No, it's it's good so far. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I like I said, I... I definitely got to the end of that first episode and was like, I'm good for this week. <laughs> um, it is very, like, early 2000s in its tropes, which is, you know, for better and for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it, it was definitely an interesting and, like, unique spin. Kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, um, what was it? In- Irresponsible Captain whatever. Irresponsible Captain? Yeah, do you know this one? No. Oh, okay. I should see if I can find it anywhere. Um, but it was like an OVA from around the same time that was like another space. It was kind of Legend of the Galactic Heroes if instead of, you know, brooding Bashonin who have like giant brains, mm-hmm. it was just kind of this guy who didn't really know what he was doing and just was kind of fucking around in space. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, you mentioned it was similar to something called Excel Saga. It reminded me a little bit of Excel Saga in terms of, like, the animation style. And Excel Saga is definitely, like, way more chaotic in mm. terms of its humor. Um, but, it, like, some of the side stories in Excel Saga kind of remind me of this in terms of, like, the melancholiness of it. Um, I'm looking up Irresponsible Captain Tyler that was the name of the show Mm. Uh, an easygoing crewman is suddenly given command of a space cruiser in the midst of a space war raising questions about his competence even as he appears to succeed despite all odds that sounds interesting yeah it uh, it looks like it's only available on Amazon Prime Ah. 
and you have to pay for it. Damn. Yeah. But that's another one that's uh that's kind of fun. Uh oh, it's not from the same time period though. It's like ni- early '90s apparently. Hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I enjoyed it. It wasn't. It, it it didn't like completely blow me away, but it also wasn't like completely unwatchable. So that's that's kind of what I remember. Is like it's not good, <laughs> but it's not bad either. Yeah, yeah. But it is, I thought, interesting in the way it's got that, an interesting yeah. premise mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Again, it's a it's a little bit like Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm interested in seeing where they go with it. Sure thing. That wasn't the only thing we watched though. What else did we watch? We watched. Dark Crystal. Oh, we did watch Dark Crystal. Shit, I forgot. Yeah. I should be the one that forgot because I was the one that fell asleep. You did fall asleep. That's I right. I fell asleep. I've seen Dark Crystal so many times okay. that, like, I, it's like, it's one of those movies that I almost know by heart. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just kind of like. Go through the motions, kind of. Yeah. Have you, you've seen it, of course. Uh, yeah, no, I've seen the dark quest, the dark crystal. Okay. Yeah. I, Cause I made her watch it. Cause <laughs> yeah. she hadn't seen it before. Cause I know, which is weird. Cause like, I love the Muppets, but like, I was never as into the creatures, even though I love labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Farscape, right? You liked Farscape. No, I liked Farscape. I never seen Farscape. You have the entire DVD box set and you never watched it. No, I just got it from somebody for free. We should watch Farscape. I want to watch Farscape again. Well, I've, I've, I've got the entire DVD box set hey. that I've never watched. I, I borrowed the first season from the local library mm-hmm. and watched that. They didn't have the second or third seasons, but they did have the fourth season. It was weird. But anyway. My brother-in-law was like Marie Condoing. <laughs> and so that's how I got it. Okay. I didn't realize And he had like one. bought it and he would like never opened it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's a good show. Or I remember it's one of the, again. I, I remember, remember it, it as a good, a good show. show. Yeah, you remember it as a good show when you were a child. So it means yeah. it's probably trash. No, know. it doesn't. It means it might be good, or uh, it might be like hidden trash, but like with a diamond pr- it, in it. It's trash. There's a there's a fair like um like uh cult following for it. Like mm-hmm. even still, there's a lot of people who talk a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a really interesting universe. I remember like. I the thing that I remember most about it that I found interesting was that the spaceship was like a living organism, mm-hmm. and it was uh the navigator and the spaceship had like a symbiotic relationship. Like there was huh. like two species that would like join together, mm-hmm. um, which was a pretty cool idea. And I remember there was like I forget his name, but this this like per this like alien Muppet that couldn't leave his chair and was oh, like, Oh, Rigel. Rigel. Rigel was one of my favorite characters. And he was like useless. <laughs> yeah. And like... I loved him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rigel was cool. Yeah. And they're like, they didn't really have so many of the Muppets. There was like a lot of like makeups and makeup and prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the navigator was a Muppet kind of a creature, like a puppet. And um, Rigel was a puppet. And I think there was a few more. I don't know. Mostly it was like, I do ladies in blue face paint. Yeah. I do know that two of the actors later went on to Stargate. Oh, really? Yeah, like the the main oh, character. Oh shit, no, I did know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never really watched that much of Stargate. That's why I always forget. Stargate but. was my jam. But um anyway, yeah, so Dark Crystal. Yeah. So much like how I fell asleep during it, um we've managed to veer off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh so I've never seen it before, and to be honest, you know, I could pass it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's perfectly fine. I, I feel like it's a movie that everybody should see. I, mm-hmm. I think I told you going into it, 
I don't think it's as good of a movie as Labyrinth. No. Which um, is weird because apparently Labyrinth like failed at the box office where this one was a success. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that one was a success. I feel like they were both box office or they weren't as successful they as were, they needed to be. They were both like like the critics didn't like either of them, but the audiences seemed to come out for Dark Crystal. Maybe they maybe because they had been scared away by Dark Crystal, they didn't want to go to Labyrinth. Maybe. Which is unfortunate because Labyrinth is a much more exciting movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the main character doesn't have one. The main, yeah, the main character is the worst part of that movie. Yeah, like, like he has no personality. Of uh, Jen, yeah. Jen, yeah. And, and, like, and that's, a sh- like, a real shame because every a single other character in that movie mm-hmm. is so memorable. Yeah. Like, even the other Gelfling is, like... Yeah. Um, Kira is such a great character in comparison, <laughs> and Jen's just kind of like, I'm doing the quests. I'm the hero on the journey. Yep, I'm the I, hero on the journey. I grew up on we. I grew up with these monks. That, yeah, yeah. And like all the monks are fucking cool. Yeah, and they're like, all you know unmemorable individually, but you no. Know. But as a group, they're mm-hmm. kind because they don't really do anything individually except no. for like the wise one. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're all, like, they have great designs, and they sound yeah. great, and the way they move is great. Yeah. And all the Skeksis have, like, individual personalities that you can all, tell, yeah. even through just being Muppets. Yeah. Um, like, like, which one is which, yeah. and, like, what their personalities yeah. are like, like. Like, if it was just a story about the Chancellor, yeah. then yeah. The Chancellor is <laughs> so good. But, I mean, like, that's a little bit unfair, because that's Dave Goez, I think, who does the Chancellor, who's the same guy who does... Um, uh, Gonzo. Oh. Um, so he's like very like good mm-hmm. at doing that kind of a performance. But but yeah, like when it came to the actual story itself, like it's very basic. Is very basic. The character, the main you know, protagonist, had no personality, and like I don't know if I fell asleep because I was tired or if I fell asleep because we had a, did have a big day that day. Yeah. Maybe we should talk a bit about what we did that day, but uh, I don't uh, know if we should talk about that on the podcast. Right. But um but yeah, no, it was it was just boring. Yeah, it it is. I mean the story but again, for me it's like the story's boring and the main character is a little mm-hmm. is like kind of dull as dishwater but it's like just like looking at the puppets move sure and sure. like the the characters are neat mm-hmm. i think other, again other than the main character and the world is super cool like if it was like an amusement park with all of these puppets yeah. as like animatronics like that would be cool but i don't know the yeah. um it it failed like i one one thing of the story that like completely like are they really doing this is where they're like we're gonna tell like the Gelfling's backstory in like an over in like a, a flashback. That's ha- two flashbacks two happening fl- at once. Simultaneous flashbacks. <laughs> two simultaneous flashbacks is just like the worst choice I think that they could have done. Ah. Like how long is that movie? Like ninety it's minutes? Like, not even. I don't think. Like Hold you could have you could have made this movie longer, and you could have like built some backstory up, and you could have done you know put those scenes in there like elsewhere. You could have done it differently. Um, but here I am from high and mighty minutes. in my, in the dinner chair at, with my microphone telling the great, late great Jim Henson how to make a movie. Yeah. So, you yeah. Know. So maybe you should shut your pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I, here's, I mean, like, I, I don't, I completely care for it. Either, I completely but, agree with all of your critiques mm-hmm. and I don't care. Okay. Like, I still think it's a great movie in spite of the fact that it's not a great movie. Like, <laughs> that's fine. Like you can enjoy, you can enjoy anything you want to yeah. and that's fine. Uh, um, I just didn't enjoy it. And again, I feel like 
I, I I kind of agree with what you're saying about it, like amusement park ride kind of a mm -hmm. thing. Like I love it as world building. Yeah, no, it's it's an amazing world. Like I kept having questions about like the setting and like what all the character, like how is this work and and who yeah. are these people and some of them were answered, some of them weren't. Um, but like, yeah, it, it's it's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm super looking forward to the TV show, though. Oh, like, they're making a TV show. Yeah, yes. the, a Netflix show. Okay. Um, and they've got like a whole like <coughs> the cast list is unreal. Mm -hmm. Um, so it is called. Give me a second. I'm looking at Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. I'm assuming it is. Oh, apparently the teaser trailer came out. We'll have to watch that later. I'll have to check that out. Um, it is. I, I'm assuming it's a prequel. Um, it would make sense. Yeah. So the the IMDb <laughs> uh, description for it is uh, Return to the World of Thra, where three Gelflings discover the horrible secret behind the Skeks' power and set out to ignite the fires of rebellion and save their world. Um, so the cast list includes Aquafina, Hella to Bottom Carter, uh, Scrolling. Harvey Firestein, Dave Goals is back. Uh, Mark Hamill, uh, Lena Headey uh, from Game of Thrones, Jason Isaacs, Eddie Izzard, uh, Keegan Michael Key, Simon Pegg, Andy Samberg, um, Sigourney Weaver, Benedict Wong. But not Benedict Cumberbatch. But not Benedict Cumberbatch. Is Fr Frank Oz in there? Uh, Frank Oz is not. At least as one of the uh, one of the performers. But I don't think he was a performer in the movie either. I thought it said Frank Oz. In he the was credits. like he was one of the puppeteers. Okay, but not one of the voices. I okay. think. Um, I'll have to double check. But no, Frank Oz. Was he like the co-director? Yeah, I think it was like co-directed. Yeah, I think. No, because right that, that was like the the point was. One, one of the things that Jim Henson was trying to do with the Dark Crystal was, one, launch, like, creatures. Because mm -hmm. at that point, the creatures had kind of been relegated to, like, backstories or, like, more minimal roles or, like, this... I, was this before the storyteller? Yes. Anyway, yeah. So this is before the storyteller. So he really wanted to push... He really wanted to push the creature workshop. Um, and then he also wanted to help launch... Frank Oz's directing career. Yeah. Because so, he was, because you had to think, like, at this point, like, the Muppets were, like, the biggest thing since sliced bread. They had had, like, feature films. They had a hit TV show. And um, he was bouncing around from, like, London to L.A. to New York to London to L.A. So it's, so there were some things that he was, like, starting to relinquish. And so that was one of them. Have you been watching Defunct Land's take on Hell Yeah, we watched it. Um, um, it was. Because uh, I love Jen Henson. I just, I love so Frank Oz was the co-director with Jim Henson, and he also performed Agra uh, as he was one of the puppeteers for Agra and the Chamberlain. Okay, but he didn't do voices. No, yeah, he was just uh, puppeteering. Yeah, right. is he coming back for directing this, or does uh, it say anything about that? I don't know. Give me a second. Okay, because like I, you know, that'd be interesting. You know, that'd be nice to know that the yeah. reboot or the is like a continuation with a lot of the same people as well, yeah. not just all these new voices but like still having some of the original puppeteers yeah. and some of the original uh hands that have been there from the beginning well dave goals like i said is is definitely mm -hmm. going to be in it so like 
with all my criticisms I, I mentioned, I would still be interesting to, interested to watch this Netflix. Right, because it's like a really interesting yeah. TV series, mm-hmm. or like a really interesting like premise. Sure, it's just like weird to see the Muppets. Or I guess these are the creatures, but like in the in the era of prestige television, mm-hmm. is that what we're in? You know, in peak TV. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like he's listed as one of the actors. Um. Yeah, no, I don't see his name on any oh. of the things. That doesn't mean he's not in there, because, sure again, not. it's not out yet, so we don't know. Fair. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I like I like Dark Crystal. I think if, if people haven't seen Dark Crystal, again, yeah, you should I watch feel it like it's a once. movie that everyone should see. Mm-hmm. Maybe not own, um, but I think, like... It, but we own it. We for own whatever it reason. Because I love it. <laughs> and I own all of the Jim Henson movies, or the Jim Henson Workshop movies. Like the weird fantasy ones, like I got, I've got that labyrinth and mirror mask all on Blu-ray. So I don't know. That's just that's my jam. I like yeah. those things. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess it's passing the baton to me. Yeah. This is what ha- okay. So I watched a few movies. Um, some of them I watched on the plane back home. Um, <laughs> the one that I want to start with, I guess, is the one that I watched before we left. So this was like a month ago at this point, and I don't really remember it all that well. But and he watched it on a plane. No, 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 no. This was before, this was before, before we left. Before we left. Okay. Um. So I watched a little movie um, to prepare me for going to Scotland. I watched a little movie called Dog Soldiers. Are either of you familiar with Dog Soldiers? I'm familiar with the name, but I don't know if I'm familiar with the movie. All right. Lisa, have you heard of this movie? No. You should, because it stars uh, one Sean Pertwee, son, John... son of John Pertwee. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sean, son of John. Sean, son of John. Um, John Pertwee being the third doctor in Doctor Who. Um, so Dog Soldiers was a little low-budget Scottish horror movie. Um, it's about uh, a group of dog uh, soldiers, group of dog soldiers. Actually, (laughs) you're not wrong. It's about a group of, uh, of, uh, British soldiers going on what they think is just a training exercise up in the Scottish Highlands. And then they get attacked by werewolves Mm. and it's pretty great. Um, there's some really good performances in it. Uh, for being super low budget, they do a pretty good job of like making you scared without having to show the expensive creature effects mm-hmm. as often as they have to. So like they give you like little glimpses of the werewolves, and when the werewolves are on screen, they don't they look pretty good. But like you get too close to like if you see them in silhouette, it's like that's a really good werewolf design. You see them up close, and it's like. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but it was it was pretty fantastic. Um, not a whole lot of really good werewolf movies that have been made in the last few decades, but this was one of them. Um, and they do a really good job of making like the soldiers seem like real people who would join the military and not like... These aren't the commandos from Predator. Okay. Okay. These are like, like there's one. Did one of them join the military to play the bugle? Not quite to that extent, (laughs) but like there's one guy who's like, why are we on this stupid fucking training mission? UK is, uh, or England's playing Germany right now. It's one of the most important football matches of all time. (laughs) I could be home watching the game. And that's basically his character. (laughs) 
He's just like some football hooligan who joined the military. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. And so like these are not like, you know, these are not perfect killing machines who like come up against their match. They're kind of dumb. What year is this? Um it wasn't that it was 2000s, maybe early 2010s. Okay. Um so, but they're all just kind of, they're all just like blokes mm-hmm. <laughs> who are just kind of out in the woods, like on a shitty camping trip, basically. They just happen to be soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, except for like the one guy who's like the secret ops guy, mm-hmm. um, who like the main character has kind of a, a, a pass with, where this guy wanted him to join his squad. And he refused to do it because like part of the training was like killing a helpless dog. <laughs> and the guy was like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing that. 2002. 2002, yeah. I, I was pretty sure it was early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, so does one of them mention, like, being in Afghanistan or something like that? I feel like it was being... It, it, I think it was one of those movies that, like, got made and then sat on a shelf for a while. So I don't... I think it's really before... Before 9-11 kind of Well, thing. I think it was probably shot before 9-11. So Fair. it's not really a part of it it probably came out around like it was yeah released yeah. in march of of 02 yeah so, so it yeah. had to have been shot beforehand um but yeah there's it's kind of interesting then how it kind of presages this idea of like the military not like it's not an american view of the military mm-hmm. um i don't know it was it's not a and again it's not like one of these like great movies but it has developed kind of a cult following and i definitely understand why like it's really well acted um sean pertwee is great in it um and all the other characters are pretty strong too has he Um, ever been in like anything else though he's been in a few things yeah he's he's got a relatively decent acting career of his own let's take a look um it's probably a whole lot of stuff that we wouldn't be familiar with fair yeah tale of the mummy yeah, Cle- he was Brutus in a portrayal of Cleopatra. Yeah, hmm. um, that's not Brutus and Julius Caesar though. <laughs> Just uh. saying. Um, but yeah, no, he's got a he's got a little bit of a career, but it's really well, like I said, really well acted. Some of the effects are good. Some of them haven't aged well. I really appreciated that it was a movie that in the early two thousands went for as much practical effects as possible. Mm. Like, there's really not a whole lot of CGI in it, which was really, really nice. He was in the young Indiana Jones Chronicles as Kevin Hines from Trenches of Hell. Interesting. And was in a show called Poirot, King of Clubs. It was from Agatha Christie's Poirot. Yeah. So, some things that I've seen. Um, so that was one of, that was the movie that I watched to get me prepared for Scotland because I was like, okay, this is what Scotland's going to be like, just like weirdos and werewolves. And it was about right. Meanwhile, I was doing oh. laundry and packing and typing out our itinerary. No, so that Nick's, way people Nick. were nice Nick. to us yeah. at the British border. He was the narrator of medieval total war. Oh, was he? Yeah. And he oh, was cool. additional voices in fable two and, and captain Sakara in fable three. Hmm. Um, and is also in several other video games. Cool. Yeah. Um, this was when you were out. I was. Pre- I'm pretty sure this was when you were at Doctor Who's Day. I think. Oh, okay. Way. All right. Um, so, on the way back from uh, from our trip, I felt like watching some some films because films? there was a there was a wide selection of movies to be watched, 
And because I was watching them with headphones in, I could watch whatever I wanted. Um, and so I watched two horror movies that I know Elise had no desire to see. Yeah. Um, actually, no, I watched three horror movies. I forgot, because I watched one, the, they had the first one and the sequel. Um, so I'm going to start with the first one that I watched, which was probably the most serious um, and the best movie of the three of them, which was uh, Jordan Peele's Us. I still haven't seen Get Out, and I feel like I should. Us was, and I, because a lot of people said that Us was definitely not as good of a movie, and I can see it. Like, there's sparks of brilliance in it, um, but it's like, I felt like it, I wasn't sure about what it was trying to say. Like, from what I know about Get Out, like, the message is very clear in that movie, mm -hmm. and I feel like he was going for a message dealing with, like, the problem of, like, homelessness and poverty in America? Because, like, it deals with hands across America. Okay. Um, in a weird way that I don't know if I can fully explain in the time I want to talk about this. Okay. Um, well, but how much time do you want to talk about this? I, I mean, I don't know. Because I, I don't want to give away too much about the movie. Okay. Because I went into it knowing very little. And I felt like it was better for it because I was spending a lot of time thinking about it. The big problem was I watched it on, like, a little shitty touch screen in the back of the, the chair in front of me. I gotcha. Um, and it was kind of... It a, it's a very darkly lit film. Mm. And um, we were flying during the day, so it was kind of hard to see with the, the glare on it. Like, mm -hmm. some of the scenes, especially at the beginning, were very, very dark. And I had a very hard time understanding what was happening. Um, which, considering the twist at the end, I feel like was a little bit bad because I felt like I should have known more about what had actually happened in that first scene to understand, to fully get the twist. Um, but maybe not. Uh, basically, I think what he's trying to say is that in America, we have the tendency to not think about the people who have to be poor in order for us to have a comfortable life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what he was going for. Cause that's kind of what the movie's about is that without giving too much away, the, the idea is that there, everyone has someone who's like tethered to them. And we don't know about these tethered people because they like live in the sewers or something. And there's something about the government making people with bodies but without souls. And they have to do things because the people above ground who they're tethered to do them. And so, like, that's what the grudge is between the main character and the, the people who come and attack her family. Mm -hmm. Because it's like a twisted shadow version of her family that got created because like oh well because you found this man i had to find the tethered version of him and because you had your children i had to have these children um it's really weird and their twist at the end like i said it might i i felt like it was kind of didn't add much to it in other than just to have a twist um, but it was, again, really well acted. Like, N Lupita Nyong'o is, like, scary as fuck in both the roles, mm. um, which I felt was very impressive. But, like, she was two, playing two very different characters. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, who else is in it? Um, 
Tim Heidecker is in it in kind of like not really a bit part, but he's like a supporting character, mm-hmm. well, two supporting characters, um, and he was pretty good. Uh, and he's married to um, what's her name from Mad Men, um, Christina. Not Christina Hendricks. Um, the the January Jones. Not January Jones. Um, Peggy. Oh, Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. So he's married to Elizabeth Moss, and like their family is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, until spoiler alert, they get got by themselves. Um, and Elizabeth Moss again, holy shit! When she plays the like the tethered version of her character, absolutely chilling, mm. like bone chillingly scary. Mm. Um, maybe even more than Lupita Nyong'o, who was like kind of the lead in both on both sides. Yeah. Um, which was cool. But very good movie overall. Like, beautifully composed. The soundtrack was a little, like... The horror movie kind of music was good. Um, But he... Because it was Jordan Peele, he threw in some jokes Mm -hmm. with the music. Um, And since I already spoiled the fact that Elizabeth Moss's family gets killed, they have, like, a... They have an Alexa kind of thing in their house. And when she's getting attacked, she tells it to call the police. Uh And it goes, playing Fuck the Police by NWA. (laughs) And so, like, that entire rest of the scene, the tension is kind of cut by this joke. (laughs) Because they're just playing Fuck the Police in the background the entire time. Which is funny, but it's like, I'm supposed to be scared, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Because the uh, shortly after that, the other family shows up looking for help. Like, the main character's family shows up looking for help. And so it's just playing in the background, and you should be feeling extremely tense. Mm-hmm. But instead, the joke just keeps going. I don't know. It was it was a really good movie overall, but um, it did. there were some tonal problems. And like I said, the twist at the end, without giving away what happens, it's like, eh? Did that add anything? I don't know. I felt like maybe you could have done without it. Um, but worth seeing. And I still need to go see Get Out. Um, the other two movies that I watched were not as good of movies. But man, am I glad that these movies exist. Um, and the movies that I watched were Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You. There wasn't wasn't like the second one in the theaters uh, in like we went to see the Halloween thing and I, wasn't yeah. it like in the yeah, yeah. you saw the trailer for I that when trailer. we went to see Halloween That's yeah right. I actually wanted to see those um they're fun okay I, I okay so like I said they're not great movies mm-hmm. I'm not gonna feel bad at all about going through my Instagram while you start talking <laughs> about this I think at least I actually think that you would enjoy these movies okay okay. Um, so are you familiar with them? Have you heard about them? I, so all I really know about them is what I was, so, so while we were flying back from Reykjavik, I, my touch screen like was not working. Um, and so I was trying to watch, this is very us. I was trying to watch how to train your dragon three <laughs> while, while Nick is watching a horror movie. Um, and I'm getting angry at it because it's like, I tried to pause it and instead of pausing it, fast forward. It was a mess. I was a mess. And so, like, I the only thing that I really know about Death Day, and I could, like, kind of piece it together because I was, like, my screen's broken, so I was, like, sort of looking over and, like, well, what's Nick watching? What's Nick doing? Like, should I try to take a nap? And then I'm, like, looking over, and, and it's, like, I guess it was, like, 
high school students in the first one. No. And then the college students, and there was a sorority, and they're dying in funny ways? Not exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, then I pieced nothing together. You're kind of close. Okay. Okay, so the first movie... It, it, they're both high school. They're both, excuse me, they're both college. Okay. Um, and in fact, the second one takes place like the day after the first one, basically. Like it, really? it, it picks up immediately after the first movie ends, which was pretty cool. Um, so the first one is, it's kind of a twist on a, like an 80s slasher movie. But it's an 80s slasher movie if it was Groundhog Day. Okay. Um, so it is the main character's birthday... Which, you know, because her ringtone is about it being her birthday. Which is probably the most disappointing thing about the movie, I think. Honestly. Because I'm pretty sure in the original trailer, it was uh, 50 Cent. Yeah. Find me in the club. You know, uh, or, uh, um, we're gonna we're party, party like, like it's, it's your, your birthday. birthday. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't that in the movie. <laughs> I guess they couldn't. They paid for it for the trailer, but not the actual film. So instead oh, it sucks. was. Yeah, I know. It was really lame. Um, but it was still a birthday-related song. Um, and in the beginning of the was movie... Was it Birthday Sucks no, by Katie No, it Perry? wasn't even... It wasn't anything. It was just, it's your birthday. So now you're gonna pick out the phone. It was that, that same, like... Oh, that sucks. It's fine. Um, it was kind of funny. Especially how often it gets repeated as the yeah. movie goes on. Um, so at the beginning of the movie, she's this kind of, like, heinous bitch... Um, who, like, you know, she gets drunk the night before and wakes up in this random guy's dorm room and you think, oh, well, she just slept with this guy and doesn't even know who he is. She doesn't really like him and kind of giving him the cold shoulder. You find out later that he took her home because she was so drunk and he just, like, he slept on the couch, basically. Like, so, like, nothing untoward happened. Yeah. Which is good because he ends up being, like, kind of an important character. But, um, so she goes through her day, you know, or being her birthday and, you know, she's just kind of treating everyone terribly. Like her roommate baked her this birthday, like this little uh, cupcake and she throws it in the trash cause there's too many calories. And you find out that like, she's sleeping with one of her professors who's married and it's just like this awful person. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the day, this killer in a baby mask. And the reason why it's a baby mask is because the, um, for some reason, the the school's mascot is a baby, um, which they what? make they make a joke about. Why did we choose this as our mascot in the second movie? <laughs> which oh was pr- pretty funny. Um, uh, the, but this killer in a baby mask uh, kills her at the end of the day, and then she wakes up in the guy's dorm room and goes through the day again. <laughs> and just as the movie goes on, she like starts piecing together because like. When she finally starts revealing to people that this is happening, because she like starts to confide in the guy who's like who whose dorm room she's in at the beginning of the day, um, you know, he's like, well, maybe someone has something against you, and so she makes a list of like everybody, <laughs> and it's just like, well, you've got unlimited lives, right? You could just kind of figure out who's killing you, and so like that's the plot I, of the movie. I will say. I love anything that try that does like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Like like I loved it when Stargate did it. I love it like in this. <laughs> I just love the idea of like the day repeating over and over mm. again and having to try to figure out what's happening in it. Yeah. So I appreciate this. And so like as the movie goes on, she like starts to develop feelings for this guy and she starts to realize how terrible she's been to everyone around her. Um and I don't wanna again, I don't wanna spoil the ending because there is kind of a twist. Like the person in the mask is um, 
is a serial killer uh-huh. who's been uh, captured and is in like the nearby because she's like a medical student and uh, or like a pre-med student. And so he's in the nearby hospital. But it's like, well, how does he get out? And that's the, where the twist comes in. Um, but like you find out all this stuff about her and she actually develops into like a kind of an interesting character. And that was one of the things that I really appreciate about it is because at the beginning, she is very much this like stereotypical kind of, you know, bitchy girl who gets killed in a slasher movie. But like you find out she's got a lot of layers to her as the movie goes she's on. She's like an ogre. She's like an ogre. Yeah. Um, but no, they, they like do it in a really good way. Like yeah. you find out like some of the things that have happened to her in her past and like the reason why she kind of treats everyone this way and she starts to become a better person again, very much like Groundhog Day. Um, and by the end of it, they, they, they solve the murder and they figure it out and she wakes up at the end at the, the beginning of the next day, which is where the second movie picks up. Um, <clears throat> And in the second movie, we find out that the boy, the guy who becomes kind of her boyfriend, um, is who's like a one joke character uh-huh. in the movie. Like he becomes an actual character in the second one huh. because you find out that he's like a, a physics student, and he's been uh, him and his friends have been doing this experiment trying to slow down time, and so she figures out that what they did instead was get her caught in this time loop. Where every time she died in the loop, she would just go back to the beginning of it. Huh. Um, and then you find out that not just does that happen, but they've created, like, multiple timelines where things are getting fucked up. Huh. So in the second movie, she winds up in an alternate dimension where things, like, so she's like, she thinks she's back at the beginning of the loop again. And she's going through and all the same things are happening from the beginning of the loop. Except when she gets to her room, like, something's different. And she's like wait what's going on because this this and this are supposed to happen and they're not happening and she finds out eventually that she got shunted over to a parallel dimension where things are not quite the same but someone's still trying to kill her and so they're like well we we've got the machine like we know what happened we can probably figure out the equation to send you back to your own dimension but we're stuck in the you're you're stuck in the time loop this is going to be weeks of work. So what does that mean? Well, it means that you're going to have to memorize these equations that we're figuring out, mm-hmm. kill yourself, and then go back to the beginning of the loop so you can tell us which ones don't work. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was like where they had this great montage of her killing herself in different ways, um, which was probably like some of the best dark humor in the... Um, because in this universe, you find out that um, the guy that she winds up with is dating like her arch rival from the sorority in this universe, <laughs> which is uh, which it, for one of her, she goes to take a skydiving course and then jumps out of the plane in just a bikini and like lands right in front of them. Because <laughs> she's like, I don't want to be chased by the killer all the time. And they're like, well, you could just kill yourself before he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> And so it's, like, she just, like, will go to the store and, like, buy a thing of Drano. And, like, the, this guy's, like, walking down the aisle and looks at her and she's, like, uh? And just downs the whole thing. <laughs> I, I think I saw the bikini one. Yeah. Because I, like, looked it made over me... and then I was, like, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> just 
because that was like, one of the I things felt like that I shouldn't have just like covered up your screen. There were a few times where I had to laugh out loud watching these movies, yeah. even on the plane. Um, there was one in which she realizes that she's in the time loop in the first movie. There's one day where she just decides to go outside without any clothes on and is like, <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really funny. Oh, and then, of course, they have to do the self-referential joke, which was cute in the first movie, but I didn't care for it in the second one. Mm-hmm. Because in the first movie, at the very end, like she and her boyfriend now are like getting dinner at the diner. Or I should say, guy she's developed feelings for. Because they, they kind of make a joke about it in the second movie. Where yeah. it's like, wait, are you guys dating? And she's like, yes. And he's like, are we? Because <laughs> he's known her for literally a day at that point. But yeah. she's known him for like weeks. <laughs> um, But they're they're having dinner. And he's like, you know, that's your situation reminds me a lot of the movie Groundhog Day. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, you know, Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. I've never, I don't know what you're talking about. Who's Bill Murray? He's like, you've never seen Groundhog Day? And that's like how the movie ends. Um, but then in the second one, when they realize they're in an alternate timeline, it's like, you know, this is a lot like uh, like Back to the Future Part 2. And again, it's like the same joke mm-hmm. where yeah. she doesn't know what they're talking about. But the fact that they do it at the beginning of the movie as opposed to the end of the movie kind of sapped it of the funny for me. Um, but like I said, they're not great movies. They're shot kind of like flat they're very like TV kind of like they they kind of look like um like a CW show in the t- way that yeah. they're filmed mm-hmm. like it's all just very like bright like TV flat lighting like nothing terribly interesting in terms of cinematography um but it's i appreciate that it exists because it is a 90 minute long genre bending horror movie mm-hmm. like that just is like, it's funny and kind of scary, but not too, too scary. Like, it's a very good, it's kind of like Krampus, where it's like, if you don't like horror, you can watch this movie and still enjoy it. Like, it's a good, show this to your 12-year-old nephew to get them interested hmm. in horror kind of a movie. Uh, you horror. are, when, when when my nephew turns 12, you are not allowed to. <laughs> it's a horror just gateway no. drug. It's a horror gateway drug, yeah. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of like, it's clearly made by people who love eighties cinema, Mm -hmm. but without really being able to replicate a lot of its charms. Mm -hmm. Um, but like the fact that those movies could exist and be successful enough to warrant a like a sequel. Mm -hmm. And the second one ends in kind of a way where they're like, are we going to make a third movie? Maybe. Because the first one definitely ends without any sort of idea that they're going to do another one. And then the way that they end the third one, it's like, maybe we'll do another one. I don't know. You guys like these? Okay. (laughs) But I appreciate that they exist Mm -hmm. because they're very, they're not Marvel superhero movies. Something different. I like things that are different. Nice. Every once in a while. Yeah. (laughs) The only thing that you can watch as as Marvel. I mean, I feel like those are the only movies that like really get released anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I, I know that they're not, but you know. So, Elise, have yeah. you, did you watch anything of interest? Like, you said you were trying to watch How to Train Your Dragon? Uh, yeah, which I didn't really get to watch, um, so I don't really have an opinion on it. Um, We've been watching a lot of Star Trek and a lot of Evangelion. I did watch On the Plane. I did manage to watch one movie on the fucking plane, mm-hmm. which was um, Isn't It Romantic? Um, it was cute. I don't know. This like, is it, one it's not the, really, What was it? Rebel Rebel. It's Wilson? Rebel Wilson, who I adore. Um, and what have like so? Rebel Wilson is an architect, 
at a New York. It's 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 kind of a fun premise. So she's an architect at a New York architectural firm, right? Which is like stereotypical job for a heroine in like any romantic comedy. It's like you know it's vague and creative and takes place in a white collar office, right? And so um. And so there so. So she works. She works there, but it's. I don't know, like her, like she has a shitty apartment. Um, she doesn't get a lot of respect at her job. Uh, her dog doesn't pay, like doesn't listen to her. Um, there is like the office manager keeps asking her to do like menial tasks. And it's like, but you're the office manager. Like you're the one that's supposed to fix the copier. You're the one that's supposed to like order the toilet paper or whatever. And, um, what happens so it's like a really like gritty, not like gritty, but it's like an actual, like, this is what New York actually looks like, right? Like, even though you have this really amazing white collar job, you're still living in a studio apartment with like a lofted bed. And, um. It's like that scene in, um, in 30 Rock where Tina Fey's character is like, there's no place like New York in the springtime. The guy comes in and like spits in her mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is like that level of realism, um, which is something that I kind of appreciate about it. And she ends up getting mugged and it's it's kind of funny how she gets mugged because she thinks the guy's hitting on her uh and then really he just wants to steal her purse and then she hits her head and she gets a concussion she she wakes up and she wakes up in the romantic comedy world right so it's like she's in new york but like everything she's like it doesn't smell like shit and she can't curse <laughs> like every time she tries to drop the f-bomb uh like a car is backing up or like an air horn goes off but like something and she's like I am in a romantic comedy. So like the line from the, the trailer was like, I'm in a romantic comedy and it's rated mother beep, beep PG 13. <laughs> so it's like, of course they like cut away. Like she gets to have sex with uh, Chris Hemsworth care Hemsworth's character. And like it immediately cuts away. And then it's like the next morning, like they start to make out and then it immediately cuts away. So she never actually gets to have sex with him. And basically what she realizes is like, she's trapped in, a romantic comedy she has to live she has to live through to the end mm. um my favorite part is that like her neighbor uh who's a gay weed dealer <laughs> ends up becoming like the stereotypical gay best friend in the um in like the romantic comedy verse just kind of funny and then like her friend who's a like her really good friend who's her assistant in the real world ends up becoming like her sexy arch nemesis at work. Um, and she's like, anyway. So um, is it, is it like the romantic comedy is this movie is to romantic comedy. What, what is it? Enchanted is to like Disney. Yeah. 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 And it, you know, it's fun. The twist is a little weak. Um, but you know, it ends with a big happy musical dance number. Uh, which is pretty obligatory for a romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. It makes like, you know, it's one of those things like it's, it's not something that I think you can appreciate on its, on its own. It's definitely like something you have to know. You have to know the trappings of the, of the, yeah, of the genre in order to, in order to get it. You have to start off by like watching what, like 27 dresses, Kate and Leopold, Mm -hmm. 10 things I hate about you. You've got mail. You've got mail. Yeah. Like when Harry met Sally, like you have to have known all of those movies and then you can watch this and you can be like, Oh, it's funny. <laughs> um, 
But so uh, it sounds it, like it, we got some work to do, right, it, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> I it think relies. I it relies really, and that was. It's kind of, and that's honestly that's the shortcoming of the film, is it relies too heavily on these tropes for jokes, rather, and it's like kind of a bummer because Rebel Wilson is a really unique voice. Um, and she's a really funny girl and it's, you know, I, I don't know. I do like that she gets to wear cute clothes and I like that she wears like bright and colorful outfits and they don't just like put her in black and spanks because she's plus size. So that is, that is like one of the things that I think that the, sh- the movie really does. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. And then she steals a car at the end. <laughs> she steals a car in the romantic comedy verse. She steals a car and it's like the best part. Um, that that was like my favorite part of the film. Um, there's like a joke about the doctor being too hot. Then when she wakes back up in the real world, she's like, oh no, I'm still in the romantic comedy verse. You're too attractive. And then this like very schlubby guy comes in and is like, no, he's like an actor. They come in here and they shadow us for a day and part of their medical dramas. And she's like, oh, thank God. And he's like, fuck you too, lady. <laughs> um, so that that's pretty great. Um, and because it's PG-13, they get one fuck. Uh, they get to drop, they get to drop the F-bomb like once. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty great. It's pretty gross, but it's pretty great. Anyway. Um, and so that was Isn't It Romantic? My hot take on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a plane movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a movie that it's like, I'm not going to go see this in theaters. I might not even waste time watching it on Netflix. But, like, I am trapped in this tin can. Hurtling, hurtling through the yeah, sky. Yeah, hurtling through the sky. You know, I, I, I guess I'm going to watch this. Uh, this is this is happening because my husband is watching some terrible horror movie <laughs> next to me and is laughing through it. And then, then you're questioning a your, horror comedy. You're questioning your entire marriage because you're just like, oh my god, who is this sociopath that I am now linked with forever? Um, and the second one, that is something. Going back to it briefly, that the second <laughs> one is really more of a comedy. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, they're like, oh yeah, wasn't this a horror series? And then like the killer shows back up at the end and they have to like explain like, uh, who's the killer? Cause it's not the same person from the first one. Um, um, this person. Yeah. He forgot about that character cause we haven't seen them at all this movie. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> anyway. So speaking of horror. Yeah. This weekend. This weekend is the three year anniversary of the. Two year. Was it? Was it three year? I don't want to think about how long we've been wasting our time doing this. It's got to be two year. No, it's the three year. We've... Of getting the idea. Of getting the idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that is. Yeah, I guess it is three years. God, we need to find new hobbies. <laughs> Nobody is listening to this. Well, they're not for a month because we haven't uploaded That's anything. True. Well, just watch. We'll upload this and we'll get all 12 people, okay? <laughs> just trust me on it. But yeah, no, it's another another scares that hey, care. Hey, twelve people, we didn't get you anything from Europe. Aww. Just so you know. Sorry. We got you all the memories. All the memories. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> and yeah, scares that care this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wilford Brimley's gonna Wilford be Brimley. there. Wilford Brimley. I'm gonna get my picture taken with Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley and the person who played Vasquez, whose name eludes me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still haven't seen Aliens. What? So, yeah. Why didn't we watch that? Uh, because I saw Dark Crystal and I hadn't seen that. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. But yeah, so that's going to be fun to do. And so as a result, I have to go home 
which is not very far. Uh, you have to go to our basement. Go to your basement and edit this and upload it all tonight, so that tomorrow I'm well rested, bright eyed, bushy tailed, and ready for <laughs> ready for this thing. Well, you two kids have fun. All right. Yeah, I'm think... gonna not do anything that has to do with the horror convention. That's fine. Even go to the Rocky Horror thing. I don't know if they're doing that this year. I haven't even seen a schedule of what they're doing. I checked on the website, and they are doing Rocky Horror again. Cool. Um, but I, I, it was hard to follow. I don't know. I'm like 30 now. I feel... I was 31 last year, and I went to Rocky Horror. With yeah, you. but... I don't know. But anyway, um, I don't know. I was looking at the website, and I was trying to see if anything was interesting, but it was all kind of vague and, yeah. and hard to read. So we'll find out together then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll let you all know about it next time on the podcast all right i think that's a good place to end it so until then oh we forgot to introduce ourselves today <laughs> i've been nick i'm elise and i'm alex or alexandra if you're fancy <laughs> uh, and we are some nerds have a podcast thank you all for listening and good night uh,